Um, so again, you're going to change where you're striking the ground. You're going to change how you're striking the ground in terms of how hard you're striking. So it's really cool just the, um, the change that our brain can create subconsciously when you actually feel the ground. Hey, welcome back to the 197th episode of the Athletes Podcast. My name is David Stark. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the show featuring Stuart Wakefield, who's a registered kinesiologist and the regional director of education of Barefoot Canada. But first, I want to start with some sports news. The NHL recently announced that they were eliminating pride tape and pride jerseys from any and all games this season. And I wanted to shout out Connor McDavid and Jack Hughes for taking a stand and asking the NHL to change their decision on this matter. Obviously, this is something that the LGBTQ plus community was deeply saddened to hear, given that the NHL claims to be inclusive and that hockey is for everyone. This is obviously not the case, given those recent decisions. I hope they're able to rectify that decision that they made. Shout out to Connor and Jack for making those big moves. Our Blue Jays took a couple quick L's in the 2023 playoffs this year, going 0-2, with some stellar pitching that came in at the end of the season here, I'm curious what you folks think our Blue Jays need coming up to the 2024 season and where they need to improve. Is it the GM? Is it the bats? Let us know down below. We're down in Australia this week, and we're actually specifically here in Sydney, where we'll be attending some Sydney Swan games this upcoming Saturday, where we'll be featuring some of the current athletes afterwards. And I'd love to know what questions you folks want to ask from these female rugby players. In other news, the USADA and the UFC have announced that they are parting ways at the end of this year. Given the recent announcement of Conor McGregor coming back into the UFC, the USADA was not able to confirm that he was going to be able to go through his six-month probationary period without coming in to enter into his fight against Michael Chandler. Now, we all know the way Conor McGregor looked before leaving the sport a couple years ago, and since then, he's clearly just been eating a lot of protein and working out and sleeping a lot because he's gotten in really good shape. <laughs> and yeah, some good news. So I wanted to know what you guys think about the sport. Should there be doping in professional sports? Do you think there should be a governing body controlling all of these regulations? Again, let us know down below. I want to know. I want to get more feedback from you folks. Speaking of Conor McGregor, He's also a male who sports a beard, kind of like myself. Mine might be better, just saying. And that's probably because I've been using Caldera Labs' The Beard product that just dropped. The beard is expertly formulated to not only nourish the beard that's on top of your skin, as well as the skin beneath it. So this is super important. I used to suffer from dry skin underneath the moisturizers I was using before just wasn't weren't cutting it, frankly. And since I've been using the beard, since we've been down in Australia, it's not just the sun that's helping out. It's the beard. It's an incredible conditioning oil. It tames it. It keeps it looking good at all times so that we can be traveling on the go, moving. And I know that I'm going to be looking my best at all times. And honestly, all of Caldera Labs products have been amazing so far. I'm thrilled to be working with them. Get 20% off by using the code AP20 at calderalab.com backslash AP20 and unlock your youthful glow with Caldera Labs. I really appreciate you folks tuning in to this episode, that being the 197th, again, featuring Stuart Wakefield, who is a registered kinesiologist. He is also the regional director of the Evidence-Based Fitness Academy. This is an informative episode that's sure to enlighten a few of you folks on barefoot health, 
why people should be maybe spending less time in shoes, how they should be using orthotics. Again, we've had previous episodes featuring Graham Tuttle, the barefoot sprinter. This episode featuring Stuart Wakefield is a doozy. I'm so pumped for you folks to be here listening to this episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. Here we go. Wakefield. Got it. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the Athletes Podcast. We finally got you on a 24, 48 hour delay there. Uh, you know, I have to start by saying you got me in the gyms. Did I? Yes. That's... Indirectly. Scotty last night, Scott Dardner, yes, running this thing. Church, and he's like, man, you're looking small nice to Stewart. And I was like, I know. So let's go. We should have told me. I would have been there with you. I know. Next time. I know. I, well, I got to put on some size to be able to, you know, keep up with you in the gym. But uh, I wanted to bring you one because I think what you're doing is amazing between the barefoot space. Having gone through what you've been through at the age of 18, you have a pretty phenomenal story here. And um, I'm hoping to share it on the athletes. Sure. Or gas, so sure. Uh, excited to just I'll let you kind of explain who you are, how you came to be in the barefoot space and then i'll probably dive in ask some more family collection cool well i mean first of all thank you for having me i really appreciate it uh i'm a registered kinesiologist uh, here in ontario and then i work for a company called the ebfa global so we teach continuing education courses on feet we branch into other parts of the the body as well we talk a lot about foot to core sequencing and how the foot is going to impact the rest of the body uh, as well how we need to have this stable foundation to be able to produce force. So lots of a- application for athletes, mm-hmm. uh, really anybody who wants to move better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's called the athletes podcast, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're all athletes. Correct. We're all human beings. Yeah. We all need to know how to move properly. For sure. We should all be using our feet and every variable that we have to our disposal mm-hmm. to the best of our abilities. Um, I mean, I guess let's start. What are people doing poorly with their feet right now, with their foot health, to be putting themselves in a position that they need to come and see yourself or others here at the CMC, for instance? Yeah. So I think one thing is just, you know, never getting out of shoes. So most shoes are going to be too narrow. Um, They're going to be, um, they're going to have too much cushion. So two things there. Number one, with the narrow shoe, we're kind of blocking normal function of the human foot, right? When we pivot over top of our toes, when we go to push off the ground, our toes are supposed to splay. They're supposed to open up, right? And that's going to create a certain amount of stability through our forefoot. When we're pushing off the ground, we're sometimes releasing up to four times our body weight, right? So that's a lot of pressure with every single step that we take, a lot of stress on the human body. So when we're in that closed toe shoe, um, that's too narrow. Again, we're taking away some of that stability. And then from a cushion perspective, we're blocking a lot of good sensory information that we need from the ground in order to stabilize against the ground. Some research shows that, uh, cushion and shoes actually, um, increases impact forces. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about trying to be more stable against the ground, absorb impact, it's actually better for us to be in our bare feet. Yeah. And I'm going to probably butcher it, but I know that like the thick insoles and the thick like pieces that are on our running shoes have actually changed the way humans run, Mm -hmm. making us landing on our heels, which is actually causing more back pain, more knee pain, more injuries 
because that shock's going directly up the system instead of being absorbed when you land in your midfoot. Am I correct? Yeah, that's spot on. So pretty much something I'll have uh, my patients do, not with all of them, but sometimes I'll tell people, you know, take your thick cushion soles, shoes, put them on, go out into a parking lot and go for a little jog and just mm-hmm. kind of pay attention to how you're striking the ground and then take those shoes off completely barefoot, go for another little jog. And again, it doesn't have to be long, hundred meters, just a little trot, see how it feels. And your brain's going to quite literally auto adjust how you're striking the ground, right? right? You're going to start to decelerate as you go towards the ground because you don't want to smash your heel off of concrete, right? Um, so again, you're going to change where you're striking the ground. You're going to change how you're striking the ground in terms of how hard you're striking. So it's really cool just the, um, the change that our brain can create subconsciously when you actually feel the ground. So is that all it takes? Like, I just got to feel the ground and I'll just get as big as you as the training <laughs> no, not protocol? Quite, not no. quite, not quite. Uh, so again, mostly what I would use barefoot training for is going to be for number one, injury rehabilitation. So specifically when we're looking at patients who already have foot pain, so plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, shin splints, especially like think long distance runner who have mm-hmm. a lot of those overuse type injuries, shin splints, stress fractures. That's really a sign that they're not loading impact uh, efficiently. Mm. So something that we can do is we can get people in their bare feet, get their brain uh, more uh, adapted to feeling the ground, interacting with the ground, and making them more efficient at loading that impact. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to go run a bar- marathon in their bare feet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll use a, a shoe with less cushion on it, but we want to stimulate these sensory pathways that are going to allow our brain to, again, just be more aware of the ground ultimately. Hey, so you talk about awareness. Why barefoot training? Why dive deep into that for yourself? Mm-hmm. I know you've got an injury that I'd love for you to just kind of sure. open up, peel back layers of the onion okay. as to like, you know, how that timeline has progressed for you. Yeah. So when I was 18 years old, I had uh, major reconstructive surgery on both my feet. It was really just uh, the structural position of my feet. I was, uh, if you want to get super biomechanical about it, I was very uh, oversupinated. So I stood on the very outside part of my feet. My toes kind of pointed in a little bit. I didn't really have any pain, uh, but my parents, you know, wanted to kind of get it checked out. It looked a little bit abnormal. So we went and saw some specialists and they ultimately decided that, hey, like you need to get this corrected now. Otherwise you're going to have knee, hip, maybe back pain issues down the line. So I went through that process, reconstructive surgery. Uh, they broke some bones, put some hardware in. So it was pretty intense at the time. I was in a wheelchair for about six weeks. Uh, and then what I found personally is just after that surgery is therapists didn't really know what to do with me. Um, mm. There was really no guidance as far as the rehabilitation process. It was kind of left up to me just, you know, I was a young athlete. I played basketball, baseball. Uh, and really at that time is just, you know, go back to the gym, start moving your body again. But there was nothing specific to the foot. Sure, I had a therapist come and tell me to, you know, dorsiflex, plantar flex, get the ankle moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more that you can do with the foot. Just understanding the intrinsic musculature of the foot, the extrinsic muscles that are going to help control and stabilize the foot as well. Uh, so I, I wanted more and I thought I could provide more. So that's really the background in terms of why I wanted to become a kinesiologist. Uh, someone who can, you know, provide better therapy, help people understand their foot pain, uh, and get over that foot pain and ultimately move better. Uh, I'm a big movement longevity guy. Mm. Uh, 
And I think the foot ties in with that really well. You mentioned it earlier. We're, we're all humans. We walk on two feet. We're bipedal beings. If we want to move well late into life, we need to have a strong and stable foundation. So that's kind of the, the history of why I got into what I got into. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, heavily influenced by uh, Dr. Emily Splickle, who uh, is the founder of EBFA Global and uh, has had a huge influence on uh, my, uh, my training and my uh, rehab methodologies, for sure. Okay. So Dr. Splickle is one. We also had Graham Tuttle, the Barefoot Sprinter on yeah. the Athletes Podcast. I know we talked about that. I'm curious, like, obviously there's a demand for it. He's amassed a pretty sizable following on yeah. social media. I'm curious your thoughts. Maybe is it just because you're above the 49th parallel that yeah. we haven't gotten the same amount of exposure for you? Or what's, I mean, that could be part of it. I think, um, give me the raw stuff. I can see yeah. there's some emotion there. <laughs> no, I think too, just kind of where I've been at in my career, um, I'm just starting to kind of branch out and get into the, you know, the social media space. I'm trying to kind of influence, you know, Canada uh, as a whole. I do think we are a little bit further behind the times uh, up here in Canada compared to, you know, some stuff that's going on in the States or over in Europe. Um, But yeah, I really want to spread that knowledge, the importance of, you know, barefoot science. It's not just, you know, take your shoes off and go to the gym as you know, most people know you can't take your shoes off in a gym, but mm-hmm. what can you do at home? Uh, if you are exercising at home, yeah, take the shoes off, right? Do your squats, your lunges. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have a full, you know, gym set up at home. So I don't like, I can't remember the last time I worked out with shoes on. And honestly, like if I'm going to squat, you know, 300 pounds, I would rather do it in my bare feet than with shoes on because I can actually feel the ground and I feel much more stable in my bare feet than I do with shoes on. It's, uh, it's amazing because, you know, your whole life from a young age, we're now thrown into shoes. Yeah. Even kids are walking around with mini Jordans and whatever. And it looked cool, right? I would love to have my kids one day wearing that stuff, but I know the detrimental impacts of wearing shoes, you know, from such a young age. So from a maybe student, young athlete perspective, how would you suggest, is it only wear shoes when necessary and just eliminate them at all other time or sure toe spacers so, like yeah would be your protocol yeah so i would say especially with my young athletes if i'm working with for example a basketball player they're always going to do a warm-up in their bare feet before they put their basketball shoes on in practice okay right? like i said earlier we're trying to develop that sensory pathway to help them stabilize against the ground against the surface that they're playing on so we're going to do a barefoot warm-up you know, when they're not in their basketball shoes, yeah, they're going to wear toe spacers as much as possible. We're going to use a product called Naboso, which uh, just a check word for barefoot. So it's textured material, textured mats, textured insoles that are going to help, again, stimulate our nervous system and help us, again, just feel the ground more accurately. So is it safe to say that everyone should be barefoot training? I would say absolutely yes. There might be a few instances where you have like an acute plantar fasciitis, you're in a lot of pain. Uh, you would obviously want to be cautious in those scenarios, but I would definitely say you need to get your shoes off. And even if you're just sitting in a chair, you know, non-body weight, there are foot exercises that we can do to help try and offload your plantar fascia and get you out of pain. And then, you know, progress to standing, doing barefoot exercises and then loading your body, um, uh, while you're barefoot is going to be really important to just, again, improve that ability to move well late into life pain-free. Well, and you're going to help so many more people. Now, the first podcast, you're getting this out there. The social media game comes over time, right? You've got everything in the background now. Now it's just your your knowledge. 
Do you dive into like the grounding aspect around, you know, doing barefoot work, being outside, mm-hmm. any of that negative uh, ions, you know? Yeah, kind of I, I personally don't. I appreciate the benefits of it though. So I tell people, yeah, like get outside, take your shoes off, uh, be in contact with the ground. One cool thing just in terms of grounding in and of itself is, right, the most surfaces that we're on don't give us good sensory information, mm-hmm. right? And concrete is probably the worst of all of them, right? It doesn't vibrate. We sense impact via vibration, okay? Concrete doesn't vibrate. Tile doesn't vibrate. Uh, wood is great. So like a hardwood surface for playing basketball, volleyball, whatever, That those surfaces are great. But again, in general, most of us spend a lot of time on concrete, right? So yeah. that's a horrible surface for our body. So I encourage people, take your your shoes off, get barefoot, go on grass, on sand, uh, experience different textures. And again, be in contact with the earth to, again, sense uh, material that actually vibrates, right? So we can sense it accurately and stabilize against the ground more accurately. Yeah, it's amazing. We just spent a a week in Cape Cod or a weekend, and I was doing a ton of grounding, doing all of our barefoot work. Eight other content creators that were all similar, nice fitness, health, wellness, understand the benefits of getting the shoes off, training without it. So it's amazing to be able to chat with you today, Very gain cool, that yeah. insight, uh, you know, reaffirm some of the stuff that I've learned over the past four years and hopefully apply them on a daily basis. Absolutely. Movement, longevity. You mentioned that orthotics are like a common, I don't, a common band-aid. I don't want to use the right term. It's like, everyone is like, oh, you've got foot pain, back pain, knee pain. It's like, did you get your orthotics put in? Right. Yeah. It's an <laughs> easy way out, right? It's a, uh, it's crazy because it is a, it's like a billion dollar industry. I think in just in the States alone, mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's a band aid treatment. Uh, there's a, certainly a time and a place for orthotics. Again, if we use that example of someone with like an acute plantar fasciitis and I want to help them get out of pain really quickly, let's say they have to stand for work all day. Yeah. Let's okay. Get them in an orthotic for maybe four to six weeks. Let's alleviate that pain so they can go about their day-to-day uh, life. But along with that, we're going to be barefoot training. We're going to be activating the intrinsic muscles of the, uh, of the foot. We're going to be, again, doing some of that foot-to-core sequencing where we're integrating the foot with the pelvic floor, the diaphragm, to just, again, try and take stress off their feet when they're standing for, say, eight hours a day, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it. Again, orthotics aren't inherently wrong, but I think they are overprescribed and overused. And I'll, quite honestly, they're making people's feet very weak. Right. It's just like, you know, you're not going to hopefully wear a brace on your knee for the rest of your life. Maybe it's a temporary thing or something you use maybe while you're just playing the sport. But then everyday life, you don't get up and put the brace on. Hopefully not. Right. So you want to build the tissues around those joints to stabilize. Right. And again, I think that's the, you know, one of the main keys to movement longevity. Right. Don't take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Use the tissues that you have in your body to again, stabilize the joints and make yourself a more efficient mover. I know this is a podcast around athletes, human beings, but it kind of seems similar to the way society has progressed where like we're becoming softer because we can add in all these band-aids and, you know, maybe have a different modality that allows it to get easier for us. It's like, you know, there's a reason hard stuff works and and doing the hard things over time pay dividends in the long run. Sure, for sure. Delayed gratification, yeah, seems like it's non-existent nowadays. But and that's one of my my points, my selling points with my patients with regards to movement longevity. Um, I I think it's a societal norm that as you age, you're going to be in pain. Why? (laughs) Shouldn't be the case. (laughs) Be the case, right? 
So that's really something that I do with my patients. I want them to, again, have the tools to move pain-free for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're using something like an orthotic that so many people are from, say, age like 20 and beyond, right, you're kind of setting yourself up for, for weakness, instability, uh, poor balance. It's actually interesting. Walking speed is often referred to as like the sixth vital sign. Mm. So you know, multifactorial, but when we talk about being able to walk with like speed and flow, it's a very subconscious movement. Right. But what do we see out of so many like older adults? They start to look down at their feet as they walk, right? Because they can't sense or feel the ground anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, you can draw all these parallels between, you know, stability and balance and the ability to walk with speed and flow. And if you lose that, your longevity is going down. Yeah. Right. So what can we do with maybe even just our young athletes all the way to, you know, people in their thirties, forties, fifties to help improve that longevity by just looking at the factors that are going to slow down their stride speed. So some cool applications you can make. Yeah. My wheels are turning now. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, next time we're back in Ontario, uh, Stuart, I appreciate your yeah, time so totally. much. Uh, the way we wrap up every episode, we ask our guests what their biggest piece of advice would be for the next gen. Okay. I don't want you to just say, take off your shoes. Okay. <laughs> But if that's what you actually want to close with, I think we should. And yeah. then where can people find you so that they can consume more of your content? Okay. As sure. you go on the social media train. So uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say go barefoot. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Especially for young athletes, you know, if, take your cleats off, take your basketball shoes off, spend some time in your bare feet. Um, find me, look me up on social media and I'll give you all different kinds of good exercises, uh, release techniques, mobilizations that you can do to help maintain good ankle, hip you know, knee mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, barefoot underscore Canada. Uh, you could also send me an email, ebfaontario at gmail.com. And then you can just look me up, Stuart Wakefield on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the other social. The, the socials are getting a bump. The AP is getting a bump. <laughs> yeah. I uh, appreciate your time, Stuart. Yeah, this is awesome. Look forward thank to keeping you. in touch. Appreciate it. Hey, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into this 197th episode of the Athletes Podcast. Shorter one this week. But that means we need you folks to provide some feedback down below. Do you like shorter episodes? Do you want longer episodes? Hey, I'm just here to help educate, entertain, and inspire that next gen. Thank you for being a part of our audience that continues to promote what we're doing. Spread the word. Share this with an athlete or an individual who you think will be impacted positively by listening. It means the world to us. As you know, we have that athlete agreement. If you're able to hit that subscribe button down below, it would really help us continue on our mission to educate. This is the 197th episode of the Athletes Podcast featuring Stuart Wakefield. Hope you folks enjoyed. Big shout out goes to Stuart for coming on the show and the entire CMC crew out in Burlington for letting us record at the conference. We can't wait to be there again next year. Thank you folks for tuning into this episode. We'll see you again next week. Hope you have a great day. (laughs) 